Veterans Era, the Veterans Hour. I'm your host, Douglas B., and along with my sometimes co-host, Dangerous Dan, the bug-killing man, you can listen to us live the first Tuesday of every month here on your Lone Star Community Radio Station. Um, Veterans Air brings you news, talk, and commentary that is of value to the veteran community. Before we start the show, and I got a big show for you, a lot of things going on, um, got to do some housekeeping and tell you that you can contact Veterans Air through the website www.veteransair.us at the radio station, or you can even text us, don't call me, text us on our Google phone at 936 344 3083. Okay, so let me fill you in on what's going on with Veterans Air. Um, station owner and engineer extraordinaire Dick and I have been trying to figure out how we can expand Veterans Air without putting me into an early grave from doing too much work. So we, he came up with a bunch of ideas, and uh, some of the things we, we'll do it two times a month, we'll change the uh, change the, uh, the, the programming so it's on a different day, yada, 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 because I still wanted to do the interviews of, of veteran-centric organizations and bring that to you, but I only have an hour to do that in. So what we've finally decided to do is this, and this is, this is our, our premier show for it. Veterans Air is going to come to you live every, the first Tuesday of every month at 1 p.m. That's going to not change. Interviews that we have been doing for a number of years are going to be expanded. I can now give a full-hour interview to these organizations. We're going to pre-record that and release that right after this first show. So today, right after this show, the link's below, you can, uh, you can get to the link to uh, our guests, um, Chad Deere from 4T4 Racing and uh, Austin Amani from Cannon Recovery House. And you can see the full interview instead of the one that we did that we chopped it up into a whole bunch of little pieces. So I think it's better, a better interview, more coherent, and you can see it. That also has the added benefit because that particular podcast will now go out multiple times during the month. Is that right, Dick? Yes. See? That's wonderful. Yeah, I think the, the real goal with Veterans Air is trying to give, give the community here in Montgomery County and veterans everywhere as much information about what's going on in the veterans community and the once a month live show is guaranteed. And then if you're interested in supporting the show outside of that, like on the YouTube, Facebook, uh, that's where we, we will be putting uh, or basically delivering other content. And then you can also hear it on replays and everything uh, within the broadcasts of Conroe's FM 1045, 1061, and of course, I love turning on the radio and hearing a rebroadcast. It just makes me, gives me all, all more fuzzy feeling. But to let your listeners know, the best way to keep up with Veterans Air is to subscribe either through Facebook, YouTube, or podcast, because pretty much everything that you are developing for Veterans Air will be there. Absolutely uh, true. Like that's for, I mean, it's all going to be there. So it's instead of worrying about when the random broadcast might happen, just pay attention to y'all's social media for Veterans Air. And then, of course, veteransair.us for all other outside information, too. Outstanding. You're really good at this. You should do your own show. Yeah. I, I, I <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, so let me tell you a little bit about this podcast that's, that's coming up um, to whet your appetite. 44 and Chad Deer is a racing team here locally um, who has decided to wrap his car all by himself out of his own pocket 
in support of a veteran organization. And the organization that he teamed up with is Cannon Recovery House here in Montgomery County. Um, Cannon Recovery House um, and Austin Amani, I hope I'm saying your name right, Austin. I told you I was going to murder it all the time. Um, they, they run a home, which is a transitional home, that transitions military into civilian. They teach life skills to do that. And it's, it's a wonderful, wonderful organization out in Mon uh, Mongolia. No, I'm not saying that right. Magnolia. Magnolia. And they're looking for a bigger property, actually. So if you know of a nice piece of property, contact uh, Austin over at uh, Cannon Recovery House. And you can find their links to both 4T4 Racing and Cannon Recovery House in the links below because I put them in there myself yesterday. Um, and what's amazing about these two guys and that, that run these, the, this racing team, 44 Racing and Cannon Recovery, is neither one of them are prior military. No, they're not. They're doing this because they feel a need to serve veterans and the community. And I applaud them from that. I think that's fantastic. Um, so... Our new format, win-win for everybody. Pay close attention. Subscribe to the channels, Facebook, YouTube, um, IR Lone Star, because this is where the more content is going to come out. Um, let's talk about today, because today is important. Today is March 3rd. And unless you've been living under a rock, you know that today is Super Tuesday. And I did a, did, did a non-solicited poll. I just asked people, um, are you going to go vote? And they said, no, I don't vote in the primaries. No, I don't vote in the primaries. Why? Uh, well, you know what? I'm going to do a little education today. We're going to have a little educational day because some people seem to be confused about what today is and why they need to vote. Not only that, I find that, and that people are confused about our form of government, whether we're a constitutional republic, a democracy, or whether socialism is the way to go. And I can't believe that I have to do this again because we do this show all the time to talk about this, um, but we're going to do it today. Today is important to go out and vote because not only are you voting in a primary for the Democratic candidate for the president in 2020, you're voting on a slew of other things. You're U.S. congressmen, um, judges, board of education, a slew of public offices, and propositions and proposals. That's right. Today is the day that you go out and you go, yeah, I want this proposal to be on the ballot. Mm-hmm. And you may not vote because you just may not know where to go because they change it every time. So in the links below, I have posted a link um, from the elections at montgomerycounty.org uh, um, to the polls where your polling location is, where you can go. It has all the information. And not only that, but the sample ballots for both Republican and Democrat. As I was reading these, these, these sample polls, I said, wow, I'm just amazed at what's being proposed out there. Now, you know, I, I, I try not to bring politics or favor one politician over another um, 
in this show because we believe that there is only one thing in this country, and that's the U.S. Constitution. That's right. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a constitutional anarchist. But as I was reading these, I went, wow, I got to let the people know about some of these propositions or proposals. And they're not in particular any order, whether Democratic or Republican, so just listen to these. One of the propositions is that Texas should restrict or prohibit prayer in public school. Another proposition is Texas should ban the practice of taxpayer-funded lobbying, which allows your tax dollars to be spent on lobbyists who work against the taxpayer. Yeah, you didn't know that was happening, did you? <clears throat> Another proposition, Texas parents or legal guardians of public school children under the age of 18 should be the sole decision makers for all of their child's health care decisions, including but not limited to psychological assessments and treatments, contraceptive, and sex education. When's the last time you went to the school board? Do you know what's being taught in school? Another proposition, right to health care. Should everyone in Texas have the right to quality health care protected by a universal accessible Medicare-style system that saves rural hospitals, reduces the cost of prescription drugs, and guarantees access to reproductive health care? That's one of the proposals. Right to a 21st century public education is another proposal. Should everyone in Texas have the right to high-quality public education from pre-K through 12th grade and affordable college and career training without the burden of crushing student loan debt? Another proposition. It's the last one we'll talk about. The right to a fair criminal justice system. And I should have come in and talked to the ladies on this one. Should everyone in Texas have the right to a fair criminal justice system that treats people equally, use improving methods for de-escalating situations instead of excessive force, and puts an end to the mass and disproportionate incarceration of people of color for minor offenses? These are just some of the proposals on both the Democratic and Republican um, votes today. And... These are very, very important that you go out and voice your opinion of not only who the judge used to be, the Board of Education should be, who your senator should be, yada, yada, but also these proposals. Because when you read them, you go, oh, yeah, sure. Reading the proposal here that they put on the ballot is not the same as being coming, becoming informed about what these proposals are. So I have to ask you, since these are such important decisions, do you want somebody else making those decisions for you? If your answer to know that, if your answer is no, then go out and vote. A few minutes ago, I promised that I was going to explain the difference in a constitutional republic, a democracy, and socialism. And I feel obliged to do this since we do have a candidate running on the socialist platform. I have to explain the differences and what it is that we have. And I did some research. So 
from my research, this is the definitions of a constitutional republic. A constitutional republic is a state where the chief executive and representatives are democratically elected by other people, and the rules are set down in a written constitution. The head of state and other representatives are elected, but they do not have uncontrolled power. What they may do is written in the constitution, and if there is a dispute about the, what the constitution means, this decision is decided by a court which is independent from politicians. The decision of what is constitutionally valid, what you can and cannot do under the Constitution, is decided by the courts which are independent from politics, or they're supposed to be. The Constitution describes how the state may be run. The Constitution limits the powers of each office holder. Constitutional republics usually have a separation of powers. The separation of powers means that no single office holder gets unlimited power. John Adams, you remember him, right? John Adams said that a constitutional republic was a government of laws and not of men. Laws. Constitutional governance argues, or rather argue, it is meant to be a safeguard, having a constitutional republic. It's meant to be a safeguard against tyranny. No office holder can get in a position of absolute power. However, some have argued that the Constitution can be written in such a way that it lets tyranny arise, and that a Constitution is therefore not a fail-proof system or safeguard against tyranny. Are you, pay attention, are you paying attention to the news? Because we are right now, all of us, you, me, Dick, and everybody else, is in a battle to keep our current form of government a constitutional republic. Now, some people, and a lot of politicians, believe that we have a democracy. We do not have a democracy, and here's why. A democracy is different. A democracy means rule by the people. The name is used for different forms of government where the people can take part in the decisions that affect their way their community is run. Well, that kind of sounds like a republic, doesn't it? A constitutional republic? Yes, sort of. There's a lot of democratic ideas in a constitutional republic. But there are different ways that this can be done. One, People meet and decide about new laws and changes to existing ones. This is called a direct democracy. We all get together and we vote on something. People elect their leaders. I hate that word, leaders. People elect their representatives and their representatives make decisions about the laws. And this is called a representative democracy. Sometimes people can propose new laws or changes to existing laws. Usually this is done using a referendum which needs a certain number of supporters. Now, I want you to think about this direct democracy, the first one. The people need to decide about new laws and changes to existing one. We have something in this country called the Electoral College, and its purpose is to ensure that everyone has an equal vote. 
because I want you to think about this way. You're a farm or a rancher out in Nebraska, Cal um, wherever it is, and, and there's certain things in that community, in that part of the country that are important. In a direct democracy, everybody else, California, Washington, Texas, New York, New Hampshire, whatnot, if they decide that, no, 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 you, know, you don't need a cattle pond, so you can't have one, the people have spoken. Is that rancher's voice heard? Some say, yeah, but he's only one guy. Well, that one guy is important, just like you're important, just like I'm important. What we do affects everybody else. So now we've decided that all these people in the big cities, since there's so many of them and so few ranchers, have decided ranchers can't have a cattle pond. Guess what that affects? That affects your T-bone steak. Yeah, that affects your milk from your dairies. So... We have such a huge, huge country. A democracy, a direct democracy, is just not going to work because it's so varied. That's just my opinion. Now, socialism, and you think, oh, I know what socialism is. Socialism is a political, social, and economic philosophy encompassing a range of economic and social systems characterized by social ownership of the means of production and workers' self-management of enterprises. It includes the public theories and mo movements associated with such systems. Social ownership can be public, collective, cooperative, or of e equity. equity. Thank you. While no single definition encapsulates the many different types of socialism, social ownership, is one of the common elements in all social programs. It aims to circumvent the inefficiencies and crises traditionally associated with capital accumulations and the profit system called capitalism. Social ownership. Do you know that we have socialism right now in this country? And it works? We do. I'll give you an example. My mom, hi, mom, love you, hope you're feeling better. My mom lives out in Missouri, rural Missouri, and she gets her electricity from a co-op. I don't know if you've ever been in a co-op, but a co-op basically means that the customer owns the company. So every single customer of this co-op has a say in how that company is run, how much profit it makes, where it spends its money, and so forth. That's the theory behind a co-op. And that if enough of the co-ops get together, they can take who's ever running the company and replace it with somebody else. That's socialism. And on a macro scale, this is working for co-ops. But socialism nationally, that could be a problem. This radio station would no longer be a radio station that Dick decides what type of programming he's going to put on and under socialism. The state decides that because the state's owned it. Under socialism, there is no private property. Under socialism, whatever the state says is best for everyone, that's what happens. I want you to think long and hard today and in the months coming up of what type of government you want to live under. Not who you want to lead it, 
but under what type of government do you want to live under? Because that first part will make you decide which candidates you're going to vote for, which judges you're going to have sit on your judge court, on your courts, which commissioners you're going to have for your county commissioner. All these are very, very important things that affect your life that you don't get to think about every day because you're just trying to struggle to survive. <clears throat> it's confusing today with trying to figure out who you're going to support, who's right, and who's wrong. I propose to you, good listener, instead of trying to figure out who's right and who's wrong, who's good and who's evil, try to figure out with who can tell the truth and who has the interests of America at heart. I don't care what they say, how they say it, whether they're, they're drunk at the podium or whether they're you know, going off and, and calling somebody disparaging names. That's not who I'm voting for. I'm voting for the individual that I believe speaks to me and is going to uphold the form of government that we currently have, the Constitutional Republic. Because this document and the documents contained in this book, they mean a great deal to me. And they probably mean a great deal to you if you had the time to stop and think about it. So today, after this show, I'm going to walk right over to the polls and I'm going to vote. And I'm going to vote my conscience. Not because I saw an ad on TV. Not because the news channel that I chose to watch told me to. Not because of some Facebook meme that I read. No. No. I'm going to vote for a person, regardless whether they're Republican, Democrat, Independent, Socialist, Libertarian. It makes no difference to me. When I walk into the polling, I make my decision, who do I feel is best going to represent my form of government? And for a veteran, it's the form of government, and it's what you swore to support and defend. Not any president, not any House of Representatives. You swore to support and defend the Constitution of the United States from all enemies, foreign and domestic, so help you God. I tell you, you have not been relieved of your oath, veteran. And voting is one way that you can still serve support, and protect that Constitution. God, I'm deep today, aren't I? All right, enough of politics. Um, if we have time, I'm going to do my commentary, um, or as Dangerous Dan calls it, my soapbox rant. And I love my soapbox rants, I really do. But we have to talk about stuff that's in the news. And the first thing that we have to talk about that's important to us is Peace has been declared in Afghanistan. We're coming home, or a lot of us are coming home. We have signed a, a peace deal with the Taliban. 
all y'all out there that are my age, yes, we actually signed a peace accord with the Taliban. Not sure how I like that, but after 18 years of seeing my brothers and sisters ship over there and come back broken, I say, fine. You want to nuke Afghanistan, you want to control it, fine. I realize that there's some reasons that we need to be there, and it's not winning hearts and minds, talking precious metals, uranium, so forth. Um, look, it's time to come home. Whether you're for this peace initiative or not, whether you believe that it's going to last or not, it's time that we need to pull out. It's time that we need to come home. We're not going to win their hearts and minds. We're not going to be able to help. We need to get the hell out of town. I also want to talk today about hand sanitizers. Yes, yes, little hand sanitizers. Every once in a while, you put a little squirt in there, you rub it together, you know, 20 minutes, 20 seconds or so, cover all your, your fingers and your knuckles and whatnot, because what you're doing here is you're trying to get rid of germs. Why do we care if we get rid of germs? Mexican beer. That's why. My theory is coronavirus comes from corona light that's been sitting in the refrigerator entirely too long. And that's why it happened. But it's serious. The coronavirus is serious. Um, first and foremost, Washing your hands and practicing good hygiene should be for all of us. Some of y'all out there are stanky, take a shower. But good personal hygienes, all the experts are saying, are going to curb and control the spread of the coronavirus. Um, let's define this virus. Because I stripped this straight from the headlines of the World Health Organization. Coronaviruses, COVs, are a large family of viruses that cause illness ranging from the common cold to more severe diseases such as the Middle East Respiratory Syndrome, MERS, and Severe Acute Respiratory Syndrome, SARS. As remember those? A novel coronavirus is a new strain, new strain of uh, the coronavirus that has not previously been identified in humans. This particular strain of the coronavirus, known as COVID-19, is the 19th occurrence of this particular virus in humans. I've been watching several different news stations on the coverage of this. And I got to tell you, I, I think they're pushing the panic button. Yeah, I think they're pushing the panic button. And that pushing of the panic button has severe repercussions through our economy. I saw, I actually saw this on eBay and on Amazon. People selling the N95 masks, you know, the dust mask with the little valve? 200, 300. One guy was selling a pack of 10 for $5,000. That's not American. Coronaviruses, this particular coronavirus, is what they call zoonotic. You like that? I like that word, zoonotic. What that means is that it's transmitted between, it's made the jump between animals and humans. Because 
the coronavirus has been around for a long, long time. First discovered and studied in the 60s. Now, there are several versions or strains of the coronavirus that are circulating in animals that have not yet made that jump. Because I have rancher friends that inoculate their cattle from the coronavirus. It's the bovine strain. So can we certainly come up with a virus, a, a inoculation for this current strain? Of course we can. Of course we can. You just need to practice good hygiene and common sense. And those of you all running around with masks, I got to tell you, having a mask, oh, I think I got a text. Oh, I think I got a text. Let's see. No, it's the boss. Um, hey, boss. Um, I got to tell you what the mask does for you. This particular strain of the coronavirus, COVID-19, um, it's in order for you to get infected, you have to get it in your lungs. But this is not airborne. This is the germs that are inside of water droplets that come out of the infected person's mouth when they cough or sneeze. And you have to actually inhale them in order for you to get the coronavirus. So the mask is not going to stop that. It's not airborne. Someone's got to cough into your mouth or sneeze into your mouth or nose for you to get it inside of your lungs. However, that being said, however, if I cough on my hand sanitizer and give it to, to Dick there, and Dick says, oh, thanks, puts it in his pocket, and then does this. Guess what? Just breathe in the coronavirus. So that mask that you're running around that you're selling for $5,000, stop. I tell you, so, you know, I feel like that, that ROTC cadet from Animal House, you know, the guy standing in the street with people are rampaging around going, stop, remain calm. I feel just like that guy. We get the flu every year. We've had, what, 20,000, 2,300 people die from this worldwide. Do you know how many people die from the flu in the United States every year? Around 60,000 die from the flu. The regular flu, every single year. This is another version. The two individuals, God rest their soul, that died from this here in the States, do you know they both came from the same nursing home? Do you think perhaps there were some underlying medical conditions? I think so. So this isn't something to, this, this coronavirus isn't something to sneeze at, pardon the pun, but it's nothing to panic over. I repeat that. It's nothing to panic over. How do you know if you have the coronavirus? since test kits are just starting to ramp up so we can test. Well, did some research to the CDC, and you can find the links below. Common signs of infection include respiratory symptoms, fever, cough, shortness of breath, and difficulty breathing. In more severe cases, infection can cause pneumonia, severe acute respiratory syndrome, SARS, kidney failure, or either death. 
Standard recommendations to prevent infection spread include regular hand washing, covering your mouth and nose when coughing and sneezing, and thoroughly cooking meats and eggs. Avoid close contact with anyone showing symptoms of respiratory illness, such as coughing or sneezing. That's common sense. You don't go around sick people. Nobody wants to be around sick people. Oh, and you know this thing about coughing into your <coughs> elbow here? Don't do that if you have the coronavirus or the flu. Because the germs that you just put there can like hang around there for a week before they you know, evaporate and die. So you know, cough into a tissue and throw the tissue away. They, there have been claims, and I checked this out. I actually went and read the label. There are claims that Clorox and Lysol wipes can kill the coronavirus. And this is true for known coronaviruses, as the coronavirus has been around for years and years. Um, but this particular strain of the coronavirus is a new strain. And the Clorox wipes have not been thoroughly tested scientifically on this strain. But you know my mantra by now. So I'll say it together. It's better to have it and not need it than need it and not have it. Disinfect your counter. Disinfect your doorknobs. Get some hand sanitizer while you're out and about. And throw it on every once in a while, especially if you're out touching things. Look how many times I've touched my face just in this broadcast. You touch your face like 90 times a day, I've heard. Um, So, I lost my train of thought, sorry. Um, so, I've updated the hyperlinks to the CDC and uh, the CDC and, and WHO, World Health Organizations, frequently asked questions about the virus, and I encourage my listeners to check out the links below and go read these frequently asked questions for yourself. Because knowledge is power. I'm not doing bad. I'm a little fast, but I'm not doing bad. Excuse me, I have to wet my whistle here. Shameless advertising for my lawyers. All right, let's talk about some veteran news. Um, a lot of things have, have, well, it's been a busy first quarter, let's call it that. First off, um, we touched base on, on the, treat, the peace treaty with uh, the Taliban in Afghanistan. And uh, that, while we still don't know the full scope of it, we're hearing dribs and drabs that we're going to have a limited drawdown. And I think that's great. Um, it's going to make some of our veteran service organizations very, very busy for a while. Um, Austin over at Counter Recovery. Yeah, you're about to get a lot of boys come home going, I know I balance a checkbook, dude. Um, so, so let's be cognizant that we'll have a whole bunch of younger veterans hitting our communities. And we, the older veterans, is our responsibility to mentor these young men and women in the transition from a military combat life to a civilian life. Because a lot of these young veterans... They went from high school, boom, 
straight into carrying an M16. Well, they call it carry M16s now. They carry, they carry M4s. They carry M4s now. I show my age. God, I feel old. Um, it's, it's our job as the senior veteran on station here to help and coach these younger veterans incoming productive members of their community. Because let me tell you, these brothers and sisters coming back, they got skills. Oh, yeah. They can do some stuff. They just don't know that they can do some stuff. And it's up to us to bring them into the civilian world and civilian society while maintaining the heritage and the pride that goes along with being a United States veteran. On January 1st, oh, I wanted to do this. I almost forgot. Thank you. I got to stand up and get my wallet out so I can do this. Uh, what did I do with it? Don't tell me I lost it. Nope, I got it. Your veteran ID card tells you who you are, your member number, and whether or not your service connected. This has actually now become kind of valuable. And I'm going to tell you why. I know what you're thinking. Yeah, well, I need it on Veterans Day so I can get my free lunch over at Golden Corral. No, 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 no. Even better than that. On January 1st, your VA service card with service connection allows you now base privileges to the base PX, commissary, recreation and welfare services, movie theater, bowling alley, RV camping, all those good things that you may or have taken part of or, or used while you were in the service, you can use again. If you have a VA dis uh, service-connected disability. And not only that, but if you have a caregiver, your caregiver can go and do these things for you also with the correct paperwork. This is as January 1st. Now, I have to let you know that there is a procedure, and uh, I have included that procedure in the, uh, an article um, from the VA in the links below so you can read it for yourself. But I tried this out just recently. I was down in uh, Corpus Christi and uh, back and forth to San Antonio, as you know. So I tried this out at the Corpus Christi Naval Air Station and over at Brooks up in San Antonio. Here's the procedure. Here's what happens. You have to present yourself to the guards at the gate, Monday through Friday doing normal business hours. Because with this ID that you have, you have to go over to the visitor station and get put into the computers. Now, eventually, all this system will be you know, networked, and if you register in one place, you're good in another place. But every place that you go, every base that you go, you have to register for the first time so that you're in their system. And if you have a caregiver that does not have a VA card, of course, because you're, you're a caregiver, they have caregiver paperwork that they just need to bring. That, that's it. You go in, you show your, your visitor ID, they go, great. They actually give you a little pass that you can put on your car. Well, some bases give you a pass, some don't. Um, that you put on your car so you can just, you know, drive through and go over to the PX. You're good to go. Class 6, good to go. I, I wouldn't go to the Class 6, of course. 
because Bally's is an alcohol. Bally's is a requirement for coffee. How can you not have Bally's coffee in your bed? How can you not have coffee in your Bally's? Yeah, Doug, that's really good. Yeah, heathen. Um, but all those things are now available to you and become really, really good benefits. A lot of veterans out there, excuse me, a lot of veterans out there, um, they have campers and they go tooling around country and camping. Stay in one place and you're gone the next day. Hey, if the base has an RV park, that's a great place for the night, isn't it? 12 bucks, boom, you're good to go. So that is a very, very great benefit that you're getting because you're a veteran. So go ahead and check it out and use it. Um, it's really great. Um, something else that's uh, a benefit, not just to veterans, this goes out to our police department, uh, fire department, first responders here in the area. I want to let you know of a new benefit from the VFW Post 4709, our local post here on Siemens. This is open to all police, firemen, first responders. You now have access or can have access to the VFW 4709 Post Canteen. That's right. Police officers, first responders, you can buy a guest pass for three days or a year, um, for one year, and you can go to the cantina, drink there, hang out, do the chili cook-offs, all, all that other good stuff. And, and they told me the price of this, and it was so low, I didn't even register it because it was minuscule to be able to come into the, to the cantina and enjoy that atmosphere. So that is open to all first responders, police and firemen. I want to see you down at the canteen. Come on in. You're welcome. It's our way of veterans giving back to our community first responders because without you, we might not be here. Um, there are some things coming up over at the VFW that I wanted to mention. Um, Saturday, this Saturday, the 7th, starting at 8 a.m., is the chili cook-off. Hoo-wah. You like chili? Go on down. Um, Saturday, March 21st at 4.30, it's Wes Islakthi. I mispronounced your name, Wes. I'm sorry. And friends for entertainment over at the cantina. So go down and check that out. Um, I'm going to attempt to, to be in closer contact with our American Legion and with uh, the VFW so I can get regular calendar updates and post them on our social media sites for y'all. Um, here's another biggie. And you may have already seen this in your paychecks. VA disability rates increased by 1.6 for COLA this year. You got a little bump in your disability pay. Um, I haven't noticed it, but uh, 1.6 is significant, so I'm sure that there's enough money there to buy a latte now. And I, I just might do that right after this show because I'm going to be standing in line because not only do I have to vote, I have to redo my driver's license. God, I'm busy today. All right. Another big topic, Agent Orange is back in the news. Um, now, the VA, the reason it's in the news is because the VA added new sites to the Agent Orange sites, the list of Agent Orange sites. And you would think that that's a great thing because then more veterans that are suffering due to Agent Orange are now going, oh, yeah, I was there. See, I can, now you admit that I'm there. And they can get some help for their, for their exposure. But while they added new lists, new sites to this list, as usual, in true 
Charlie Foxtrot situations, they have removed sites from the list while they were adding sites to the list. I encourage all of you from that era to go and speak to your benefits representative, find out how and if these changes affect you. I have included a link um, from the Military Times uh, about the situations below in the show links. Please read it. This could be very, very important if you are suffering from Agent Orange exposure. 48 minutes. I can, I can start wrapping up, can't I? Outstanding. Um, so I'm going to the polls after this, and I'm also going to get my driver's license renewed because for some reason I, I can't renew it by mail again. I need to go um, renew it in person. So they sent me a nice letter and said that I had to prove that I was an American citizen. And I thought for a minute, well, how the hell can I prove that I'm an American citizen? And then it dawned on me. Well, no, it didn't dawn on me. My wife told me, uh, hey, you got a birth certificate. Oh, yeah. So I'm bringing my birth certificate and my DD-214 so I can get the little veteran on my, my, my card here. I don't know what that buys me, but everyone says I need to do it, so I'm going to do it. Um, and I'm bringing uh, additional forms of identification that show my address, such as a utility bill, um, like a sealed carry permit, and uh, my voter registration card. And I would like to thank the Department of Motor Vehicles for spelling out specifically what I needed to bring with me, because as I was looking for a utility bill, I found out that I didn't pay one last month. Oops. So not only do I have to go vote, go get my driver's license, but now I got to go over to Sunlink before they shut my internet off. Um, busy, busy day. I want to spend a, a few more minutes talking about uh, these podcasts, and the podcast is about to be released today, 4T4 Racing and Cannon Recovery House. I want to remind you all to go look for it uh, over at the Lone Star, uh, IRLoneStar.com. Um, and uh, as soon as I get back to the house, I'll make sure that it gets over on uh, Veterans Air uh, Facebook. Or are you going to post it to Veterans Air Facebook? Dick, Dick says he's going to post it to Veterans Air Facebook. Thank you, Dick. I'll make sure it gets onto the website. Um, I want you to seriously take a look at the links below um, about counter recovery and 4T4 racing and listen to this interview, especially if you're into racing. If you have ever thought you wanted to be part of the pit crew, um, if you enjoy the sport, or if you just want to help out transitioning a soldier to a civilian, these are the guys that have a handle on it. And you really need to listen to this, this, uh, this podcast. Um, I am going to, uh, Chad is going to send me the racing schedule as soon as it comes out in April. And I'm going to make sure that it gets on the web so you all can check it out. I will be there um, when it's within the air driving area for me. And uh, hopefully I'm going to see if I can't get, uh, get Chad and Josh, the driver there, to take me around the track once. I think that would be like a hoot. Um, all right, so are, we have a... Another podcast for next month, um, I'm going to be interviewing here soon uh, Marcy Walters Phillips. Hey, Marcy Darcy. And she is going to talk about service dogs. Yes, service dogs. And I'm going to ask her to bring her service dog into the studio. We'll do it in the back. We'll do the interview in the back. I think that would be better. Um, and she's going to talk about service dogs and the U.S. Veterans Service Dog Organization. 
Their link is below. Um, I am a big supporter of service animals, service dogs, um, but I'm also the voice of reason um, when it comes to support animals and, and your emotional support llama. Um, so it's going to be an interesting interview. I'll make sure you pick it up. Um, that about wraps me up for the day, right? All right, here's my closing, as I always do. I want to leave you with this awesome song by Sailor Jerry. Sailor Jerry, get your butt to Houston, baby. Um, the song is called Strong. You've heard it before here. You can download the song from our website or over at sailorjerrymusic.com. And while we're listening to this song, let us remember our brothers and sisters in uniform that are today, right now, standing in harm's way, standing for our freedoms and our liberties. If you're out there and you're listening and you're wearing the uniform, I want to tell you thank you. I want to tell you I am proud of you. And until next month, stay safe and stay vigilant. Two on the back of his arm Since 65 I've been to hell and back But I'm still alive It's those 18 months Holding tough in that desert sun It's a mama waiting back home With a little one Yes, from